What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Dew Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm Sean Smith coming at you by myself today. Derek is getting ready for his wedding, but there is breaking news in the Bluegrass State. Kentucky has landed Georgia transfer point guard Xavier Wheeler via the transfer portal. It is a big addition to this roster. Kentucky opened the week with zero point guards on its roster. It ends the week with two. Ty-Ty Washington, five-star point guard, committed and signed on Wednesday. Xavier Wheeler follows, transfer from Georgia. Kentucky has two point guards now on this roster. And it's an exciting time for Kentucky fans because now they can kind of see this roster coming together. There's still some things that need to be settled, obviously, with Keon Brooks, a final decision. Davion Mintz still out there uh, possibly deciding on what he wants to do, whether he wants to return to Kentucky or pursue a professional basketball career. But what Kentucky has right now, in Xavier Wheeler is they're getting a guard that sets the table. So you have the table setter now on this roster for all these other pieces. The Kellen Grady's, the C.J. Fredericks, the Dante Allens, the Ty Ty Washingtons, the Oscar Sheepways, all of these guys will be better and more successful on the offensive end because of Xavier Wheeler. And it's not because Wheeler is the most talented guy in the portal because he's not. Like I don't, I don't know where he'll fall when all these transfers and everything – uh, shake out, but he's certainly a talented player, but not the most not the most talented. 5'10", 180, smaller guard. We've seen this work for Cal. We've seen it not work for Cal, but the proof is in the pudding there. What he did at Georgia, an all-SEC second-team selection as a sophomore, led the league in assist, 7.4 per game. Turnover numbers are high, yes. I think that number dips at Kentucky when you put him around better players, better performers, better skill sets. I think it takes some pressure off of him. He shot about 13 shots per game at Georgia, which led them uh, in, in shots taken. I don't think he gets to that number. I think he's going to be a guy that shoots anywhere in that 8 to 10 shots per game range. Will he have some games that go above? Absolutely, especially if he's out in transition or if an improved shot follows. He's coming to Kentucky to set the table for other pieces and to kind of just improve his overall game. Uh, I think Xavier Wheeler is going to fit in well with this roster. I think he's going to absolutely put himself in a position to become a better player, look better with scouts, whether that be NBA, whether that be overseas. He will be a better player playing alongside the pieces Kentucky has. I don't get caught up in the assist numbers too much, or not the assist numbers, but the turnover numbers too much because John Wall is a freshman at Kentucky, averaged four turnovers per game, six and a half assists per game as a freshman. Xavier Wheeler is actually better than that in the assist numbers, when you have a high turnover rate like that, I always look at and see how high the assist rate is. And it's it's high. It's over seven. I think that number can go up at Kentucky. I think it can get in that eight to nine range just because of the pieces he's going to have, the shooters he's going to have. He's a guard that gets the ball out of his hands really quickly in transition. He's going to have bigs running to the rim. 
And I, I just like the overall look of this roster alongside him. John Calipari could have waited and maybe got a guy that Kentucky fans would have liked more when it comes to overall talent, maybe a guy that stood out more on TV during postseason tournaments, things like that. But you're, there's no guarantee that, one, those guys are going to the portal, and, two, that they're coming to Kentucky. So you can't just sit there and wait on this. Savir Wheeler has been in the portal. Kentucky has been an option for a number of weeks. He cut that uh, list to four last week. Tell you a little bit about how this time frame worked out. So I'm at Iverson on Saturday, obviously watching Tata Washington. You know, we got word right before the Iverson Classic that Tata Washington and the letter of intent to Kentucky was a done deal. So I started thinking, okay, who plays alongside Tata in the backcourt? Well, I went into the week at Iverson thinking that Tata Washington would be the primary guard, primary ball handler for about 85 to 90% of Kentucky's offense. Well, what I saw in Iverson was that he actually can do both. He is really good with the ball in his hands in pick and roll, and I expect Kentucky to make sure intentionally that he gets opportunities in pick and roll, in the open floor, things like that in space. But he's a guy that also works very well off the basketball. And I think that as he improves his chances of getting drafted in the NBA, that is going to be what he showcases more of, in my opinion, than on the ball with the ball in his hands. Uh, When you're talking high school kids coming into college, most of these guys that you look at in high school, like a Tyler Hero is a perfect example for me. I I went to uh, Wisconsin a couple times, watched him play in high school. He had no off-the-ball skills whatsoever when I watched him in high school. None. And if you'd have told me that by the end of the season at Kentucky that he'd have been one of the better players in college basketball at moving off the ball on that baseline runner, that floppy action that Kentucky does, I would have probably said you're crazy. Well, that's what got Tyler Hero drafted in the lottery. So Tata Washington, I actually expect to play a lot of two at Kentucky. Will he play some one? Absolutely. But I I think he's going to play a lot of that two guard off ball uh, 41% three-point shooter this past season in high school. He fits alongside these other pieces. So I started looking at who plays with him. I said that whoever Kentucky got in the transfer portal had to be able to play off the ball. After I watched the Iverson Classic, I changed my focus. I said, no, Kentucky needs a primary ball handler that makes life easy, that sets the table for all these other pieces that they have. So then I start doing some digging, start talking to some people at Iverson about Xavier Wheeler. Some of the some of the big name people in the in the scouting world when it comes to the recruiting services and there was one that I trust and at the time it probably looked this way probably was this uh, that said Kansas was the school to beat for Wheeler that they didn't think that both Wheeler and Washington would go to UK so keep in keep in mind here that we knew that Tata Washington was a done deal to Kentucky that just had not gone public yet but. After watching Iverson, I changed and shifted my focus. I said, there's no way. I said, Cal's going to go get a guy that is going to be a high assist rate, sets the table, can still get his own, make others better. Savir Wheeler fits. He'd been a Kentucky target for a couple of weeks. So I made a phone call Sunday night, talked to some people, and then Monday was told, pay attention to Savir Wheeler and Kentucky. And that that was coming from a source that's very close with the situation, very familiar with it, that looked like the end of the week, Xavier Wheeler would be a Kentucky Wildcat alongside with Tata Washington. Well, started digging, sure enough, by Tuesday afternoon, 
others started reporting the same thing or started coming out, you know, pay attention to the buzz with Kentucky and Xavier Wheeler. It's a legitimate deal that Kentucky could land both he and Tata Washington. Gets to Wednesday, a little bit of buzz that Wash that uh, not Washington, Washington committed Wednesday night, but Wednesday afternoon there was a little bit of buzz there that Xavier Wheeler may trend elsewhere. Maybe just a little bit of confusion about where things fit. Just that kind of – it's a big step, right? It's a big decision. You're going from Georgia to Kentucky. It's a big one if you're going from Georgia to Kansas or Oklahoma State. But right there, talking about all that, so we didn't put anything out on the podcast about it. We kind of just hit pause. We didn't want to put any new information out there because we wanted to go with what we had. We wanted to wait and try to see where things would, would fall. Would they settle down by Thursday? And then I really don't think that there was a lot to it because by Thursday I was still hearing that he was locked in with coming to Kentucky. Certainly he was. He is. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And Kentucky is going to be better because of it. Uh, this is a guy that I think is going to fit alongside with what they do. I expect the Kellen Grady's, the C.J. Fredericks, the Dante Allens, Tata Washington, all these pieces on this roster to be better because they're going to be playing with a kid that is unselfish, an experienced Power 5 conference point guard, to put alongside a very talented guard in Tata Washington. It's going to do wonders for Tata Washington to play with Xavier Wheeler, just like I think it's going to do the same for Xavier Wheeler playing with Tata Washington. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. Like I said, I don't think he's going to shoot those 13 shots per game that he shot at Georgia. I think he's going to get in that eight and a half to 10 per game range. I think Kellen Grady's actually going to lead this team from the perimeter in shot attempts. And I just, I love the pieces that John Calipari's put together. Still not ready to put an overall feel on what I think that this team can become. Because we obviously know that this past fall, Derek and I talked about the team that just left being a Final Four contender. On paper, it was. I don't think on paper that you're going to get a lot of people that's just going to pencil in Kentucky as a national champion. Obviously, prior to Xavier Wheeler's uh, signing to Kentucky, Jeff Goodman had moved up Kentucky to number 11 in his preseason rankings. That was after Ty Ty Washington signed with the program. Jeff is actually going to be a a guest host on Kentucky Daily next week. We're going to we're going to talk about those rankings, talk about all these pieces on the roster. But I'm going to hold off for a bit because I want to see what the final puzzle looks like. Is Keon Brooks a part of it? What does Davion Mintz do? 
Uh, I don't expect them to add anyone else unless some things change when it comes to people that haven't already been in the program. But I wouldn't rule it out. Obviously, things can change as you go into the summer here into the offseason. A lot of things can happen. What what does Davion Miss decide to do? I think now the attention shifts to get Keon Brooks to come back to Kentucky. And now that the roster is getting close to being complete, it's probably almost 85 90% complete, right? Keon Brooks could be the final piece to it if he decides to come back. So I think that'll be what happens next is you'll get something on him. I, I don't have any intel. I know a lot of people reached out and said, "How? what's the time frame? What's the timetable? I don't know. I've spoken with his dad a couple of times. Doesn't seem to be in a hurry with it. I don't. I rightfully so. I think he has every right to kind of play this thing out, see what the roster looks like, see where his role is, where does he fit. That would be, I think, the next thing that comes from the Kentucky basketball program is a decision on his future. And we, honestly, I'll tell you this too. He doesn't have to say anything. He's already on the roster if he wants to be. He's been doing the spring workouts. He could just show up and be in the videos in June and July and be on campus with the guys and just say absolutely nothing with it and be there on move-in day uh, because that that's the way it used to be, right? You didn't have to deal with the transfer portal or whether or not somebody was going to declare for the draft or, or something after every season that they play college basketball. So Keon could just do that quietly and then just be on this roster. Uh, I would still expect something, whether via Instagram, or some some confirmation that he would be coming back or leaving, regardless of what the decision is. Overall, John Calipari's done it. He's doing uh, what I think, honestly, when it comes to the entire offseason, I think he's going to get an A for for the grade of putting this roster together the way he has, because the way it stood there in late March, you obviously had to have the attrition beforehand. You had to lose the people like Devin Askew, not that you wanted them gone, but like the transfers had – what I'm saying is the transfers had to announce before incoming transfers come in. You had to get some of that attrition. That way the roster could kind of be opened up. Recruits, transfers could see then where they fall and where they slide in at Kentucky. So you had to have the attrition with you know Cameron Fletcher, Devin Askew, and then all the guys announcing, signing with agents, leaving – and uh, you had to have that first, and then you get the good news. And the good it's been good news. You're talking about transfers from Power Fives and Oscar Sheboy, preseason Big 12 Player of the Year, Kellen Grady from Davidson, well-coached program, uh, C.J. Frederick, two-year player at Iowa, played in Fran McCaffrey's system out there, very well-coached, Big Ten. And then you're, at, you're adding this piece, an all-SEC second-team selection, Led the league in assists, one of the best table setters and distributors in college basketball as a sophomore. Uh, John Calipari has won the transfer portal when you're when you're talking about that. Like you're, he has added exactly what this roster needed. When the season ended, he had his radio show. He talked about skill set, kind of trumping uh, overall athleticism and length, and he has certainly addressed those needs. Oscar Sheboy was the first need because they needed some physicality. They didn't just need it for this season. They needed it on the pass team, and it helped with practice going up against Shibway. Now he's there. The next piece was Kellen Grady. Go get that slasher, this guy that can kind of do a lot of things there. I love his size at 6'5". Uh, rebounds it well at his position. It's another thing Xavier Wheeler does. Rebounds it well at his position. I, I think Xavier Wheeler is going to be a double-double guy more than 10 times at Kentucky. Uh, I literally think that that he's going to be – in that 10-plus double-doubles, he had six double-doubles, I think, as a sophomore at Georgia, one triple-double, first one in program history against LSU. So I, I could see him getting uh, to that 10, 11 double-doubles on the season at Kentucky, especially playing with better players, playing with these shooters. Those numbers are going to go up. 
I think those assist numbers go up. I think the turnover numbers will dip. Do they dip all the way to two or less? I don't know. I, I think they will go down, even if it's just in the three range. But I'm interested in seeing exactly what this thing looks like when it's done. Who all is on it? Does John Calipari get to 12 scholarship players? I can right now see 11 for sure, in my opinion. The 12th one, I think, will come down to what Davion Mintz decides to do later this summer. But I just wanted to hop on here, talk about this commitment, talk about him being at Kentucky. I know you all have been following this podcast all week. We've talked about it. We've hinted it on here on Sources Say, multiple platforms that Xavier Wheeler would be a Kentucky Wildcat. And now that he is, we can finally start talking about this roster overall next week. Derek is going to be on his honeymoon, so it's going to be guest uh, co-host as of right now. Jeff Goodman is going to join me to co-host an episode. Jimmy Dykes is going to come on. Josh Hopkins is going to come on. There's a lot of names that I'm going to have on this show over the coming days and into next week, and I'm working on a couple of more as well. Uh, to get some really good quality content out there to you about the basketball program and, and some other things going on in UK athletics. So even though it's just going to be me as a normal co-host on here for a week, I wish Derek nothing but the best. I hope Derek has a great week, great wedding weekend, and we will certainly welcome him back when he is off uh, off his vacation. But this episode, as always, it's powered by Blue Wire Pods. It's also powered by the Butcher's Pub, three locations, one in Pondville, one in Williamsburg, and one in London. You can visit thebutcherspub.com or check them out on Facebook. I hope you all have an amazing weekend. If anything happens, be ready for me to get on here. I am going to put a scouting report out. I don't know if I'm going to do it overall. Maybe thinking about hitting all the four transfers and putting that into one and then kind of moving forward, uh, maybe going uh, player by player as we get into the summer and closer to the fall. But uh, just in case, if something happens, I will get something out on Kentucky Daily this weekend, even if it's just by myself like today. Uh, So be looking out for that. Stay subscribed to the feed. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Uh, I'll get something out there on a mailbag, even if I have to have a guest. I I, I thought about maybe getting uh, my co-host on Sources Say, Jack Pilgrim, to hop on a mailbag episode with me next week to answer some Kentucky basketball questions. So be looking for that as well. But I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. We'll see you next week on Kentucky Daily. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.